welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we gaze into the future as we ask, what is a next generation data centre? Hi, welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. Uh, so in this show, we're going to take a look at uh, Next Generation Data Center, a topic that's caught my attention recently, uh, and something that's a fascinating area for debate. So to, uh, to help me to debate that and then talk a little bit about what we mean by Next Gen Data Center, I'm joined by Martin Cooper. Hi, Martin. Hi there, Paul. How are you? Well? I'm very well indeed, thank you. Yes, very well indeed. Great stuff. Well, um, well, well to kick off, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, and tell, uh, tell our good listeners what it is you do? Uh, so, hi, yes, I'm the uh, Senior Director of the NGDC Group at uh, NetApp, and I run the uh, Global Field Engineering Group, so everyone with a Systems Engineer badge or a Solutions Architect badge uh, that is attached to, to that group of folk, and I also run the uh, Global Alliances team that are really focused on the NGDC technologies. So, yeah, so that's a, a wide portfolio, probably keeps you busy on a Monday afternoon. Yes, it is. It's, it's, a, wide port, it's a wide portfolio and very much is sort of in line with like your intro. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a fair amount of the, of the job is actually defining what the job is and what we really mean by a next generation data centre. Uh, well, that's probably a good place to start, isn't it? So, um, so what, what do you mean by next generation data centre? We'll, we'll see how well the boys have been doing homework. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so 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 I think if we look at the uh, I think if we look at the historical trends inside the data center and and the things that we've done over the last decade and decade and a half, they've largely been around infrastructure optimization, and if we think about the move to virtualization as being one of those key technologies that has allowed us to, from a server perspective, really optimize the utilization of the hardware that's inside our data center. Uh, shared storage systems have also provided that for us, and clearly I'm a kind of NetApp guy, so storage is of interest to us. But if you think about what we've done inside our data center, we've really worked very hard to optimize how we consume the hardware and make sure that we get the most out of it. And the NGDC spin on that is actually then op is optimizing the management of our data center and taking how you manage your data center from a conventional approach where one would configure a storage system or a server or a net or a network to actually deliver a service. So you think about you know, the kind of classic application owner wants a new virtual machine to run their application on. They place a series of tickets into a help desk system that would go to a virtualization team, to a server team, to a network team, to the storage team and back up the chain again and eventually you get your, vir your virtual machine. Uh, that's not optimizing how we run our data center, although all the components within it may be in an optimized format and it's a virtualized set of uh, tech. You compare that process to how you buy a service from Amazon or from Google or from Microsoft or from any of the other service providers that are out there now. You go into a portal, you program the infrastructure that you want. So I'd like a virtual machine, I'd, I'd, I'd like it this big, this fast, for this long. And nothing gets configured, everything is programmed from there on. You press the go kind of button and then you get a virtual, and then you get a virtual instance back, typically instantaneously or within a very short lead time. And what the NGDC technologies are all about and what our focus is in this group is providing uh, 
our customers with the underlying technologies or some of the underlying technologies that will enable them to move from a kind of configured data center to one that you program. That's a, an interesting point. Actually, while you was uh, talking about that, one of the things that popped into my head was, uh, you know, we, we work in IT, and the idea is that you know we, we like new shiny things, don't we? We like to look at next generation. This we you know we like to look at how, how we're going to continue to improve our IT. But while you were talking about next gen data centers, I suppose the thing that popped into my head is is, is where, what are the problems, and maybe actually the problems from a business point of view. You know, what 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 challenges does the current way we deliver data centers bring to kind of the modern business that's maybe looking to you know look into its future and look looking how it delivers its technology longer term. So I, I think it really is down to one of agility. And when we look at how our customers are trying to transform themselves, I, I, I kind of put it into, in, in, or, the, or the way that we look at the market, I kind of put it into three kind of areas. One is you clearly you have service providers who are building services that you go to consume. And then you have two types of enterprises. And they're either, they fall into category one in that they're a native digital. They've always been a digital enterprise. That's the only way they've ever gone to market. It's the only, it's, uh, the only way that they know how to live. Uh, so if we think about eBay is a great example of a native digital, so it's Airbnb and Uber and all these very transformative companies. Uh, and then you can look at someone else who's having to transform their business to stay relevant in the market. And uh, you can look at someone like Nike who now have an internet of things in your shoe that will connect to a wristband, that will connect to a website where you can contain all your health information. And these guys are building out new infrastructures to support the change in their business model. Uh, but the, 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 so one big piece of this next generation movement is really is, enab is, enabling, our, is enabling our customers to build new experiences for their customers, whether that be yeah, a very traditional internal IT shop that may have a DevOps environment team that actually want to have an agile infrastructure that they don't have to work with an infrastructure team to get configured, or it be an enterprise building services for their uh, sort of the customers to sort of try to can uh, uh, to can assume. And clearly, that is part of the new market definition is actually giving people the in the infrastructure to build new agile services on the fly i always think it's an interesting uh thing when you sit down with someone and you're doing a business business case for an infrastructure investment this the, the uh, sort of decision and they're making 36 month predictions on what they're going to do but not really with a view of what the business is doing in 36 months time so really giving them infrastructure that's agile enough and uh, how is it scalable enough to cope with their business, whether it grows very fast or it doesn't grow as fast as they may think, giving them an agile infrastructure that will allow them to, to sort of move on. And also, everyone's looking for an opportunity to, to optimize their operations uh, and not necessarily to always reduce cost, but maybe to look at how through the investment that they have, they get a higher return. So rather than having folk staring at infrastructure, trying to build infrastructure, why not have that, that same set of people trying to develop and build new services for that, for their kind of employer to uh, go off and explore and capture new sort of pieces of the market? 
Yeah, and I think that's something we see uh, a lot, actually. That I think people will often concern themselves that more automate, or automation or you know, looking to reduce uh, you know, the, this traditional infrastructure cost is often reflected in the uh, loss of people's jobs. But actually, that's not what we see either. I think it's interesting the, the way you describe that. Is that what we're seeing is that they, you know, an organisation would much rather have its IT people, its IT resources focused on doing actually one more interesting things, um, but two, you know, higher business value things. You know, whether that's from a um, an idea of maybe looking at things like security through to as you're talking about there. You know, the idea of focusing on new processes, new applications, new systems that can make the business operate uh, you know, more effectively and more efficiently. Um, and, and so I suppose is that, the, uh, is that the thing that you see when you look at traditional infrastructure at the moment? You know, is, that, is that your experience when you're, you're talking with customers that actually the way we're currently deploying stuff um, is inhibiting people's ability to do that? Yes. Yeah. I, so there's kind of two pieces that, that, I, that I find the conversation going. One is you get the incredulous stare. Uh, where, where, where people are thinking, well, this isn't for me. This, this isn't, this isn't how I can run my infrastructure. I can't move my whole data center over to this way of working. And you know what? They're absolutely right. And there are a bunch of things that will never ever make it into a more agile way of sort of into a more agile way of actually being uh, delivered and sort of run. So if you think about an enterprise who has uh, an application that requires a risk processor inside an AIX device, right? That's not going to, it's going to be hard to transform that sort of service because the underlying fundamentals of the technology really don't support that being done in any other way than the way it has always been done. But there's a bunch of stuff in there that when you think about it, you can transform. Uh, whether it be from just very simply putting a programmable storage system behind vCenter and never touching storage again and running the whole thing through a vCenter console or providing a uh, kind of an alternative to an, an alternative to file sort of services and actually providing an object based storage system at sort of web sort of scale that will vastly sim simplify not just how you store that unstructured data but how you how you run sort of like data protection policies against it yeah, and again, well, again, a couple of other really interesting things you've said there that um, kind of reflect a lot of the conversations that we see here. Um, and actually, over the last couple of um, couple of episodes of this podcast, we've been talking to people about this kind of transition to cloud. And one of the things that comes up with that quite a lot is something you've just said there about um, that not everything will move to these kind of new platforms, these new ways of working um, as, as straightforward as people would like to think. And maybe, so, as you say, in some cases, actually, we'll never move to some of these things. Um, I, mean, I mean, do you think, is that, is that something that people realize? You know, is, is the attitude still, oh, I just want to lift all this stuff here that I do traditionally and move it into some kind of new, new data center? I mean, is that, is that still a problem that you see? Or are people becoming more aware that not everything transitions to these kind of new, more, more agile ways of working? So I think I see it as the initial objection as to why not, right? In in that I can't do all of this, and and it's and it is absolutely true, uh, and it's actually about getting a more sensible conversation around what is the opportunity for transformation and optimization within the environment that you live, right? And and uh, some environments are just more susceptible, if you like, or or have more opportunity for transformation than uh, sort of others. Uh, but it's really about having a proper 
conversation around what is possible in the context of what you have and and one of the joys of looking for a vendor is as soon as you start with the next generation pitch you know people are just expecting you to tell them that you need to buy a whole bunch of stuff because that's just going to change their world for them and that's not necessarily true it's about making the most of what you have and looking for the opportunities within the environments that like you live in Yes, uh, I mean, funnily enough, it's almost like you're preempting my questions before we go, uh, as though I sent you a list, and I haven't sent you a list, um, even though it sounds like I have, um, because I, I, one of the things I was going to ask you is about the idea of what kind of organisations maybe should be looking at next generation data centre, but actually as we've spoken, one of the things that comes out, it's not necessarily the type of organisation, but I think as you've just kind of alluded to there, it's almost where are the opportunities within any organisation to do things that little bit smarter, do things a little bit differently. So, I mean, are, are there some good examples that you've seen or, you know, some, some kind of, not, not you know, every, I suppose every example is different, isn't it? But, you know, are, are there some, some kind of standard kind of areas that organisations are really benefiting from these kind of moves to, to this new way of working, this new way of deploying technology? So any department running responsible for, in any way, any form of virtualization can look at these approaches to improve what they're doing or to optimize what they're sort of doing now. Uh, anything that can be anything that can be virtualized can, def can definitely because you've already reached a level of abstraction between hard the hardware and software and service uh, can then be optimized further by taking some different approaches to how things are, act are actually managed or actually try to uh, or the infrastructure that you provision them on in the first in the first sort of place. So there's 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 one kind of catch-all group there, and if you sort of translate what they do into how cloud service providers talk about what they do, you know they 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 provide infrastructure as a service, right? And 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 so the services that you deliver that deliver infrastructure are highly uh, highly susceptible to improvement by these sort of tech uh, needs. Uh, companies providing, uh, you know, desktop as a service type sort of services, or anyone as a VDI environment, those environments can be optimised massively by taking different approaches to how they're actually provisioned and run and sort of kind of managed. But also, any IT group that is struggling under the uh, demands of their kind of consumers to deliver services at speed or to deliver services in an agile or like a flexible way. I was at a I was at an EBC last week speaking to a financial services company, and and uh, you asked, you know, do you have a DevOps environment? Do you have a DevOps team? And they kind of put their hands up. Yep, we have a DevOps team. And actually, then you start to ask them, the DevOps guys, their expectation around asking for something and getting it is really set by their expectation on how they consume services from from cloud service providers. And the challenge therein is if you don't match that expectation in service, they go to the cloud service providers, which although on the face of it may look cheap, often turns out not to be as cost effective as one as one might think. But also many companies aren't ready yet for that uh, jump into you know real real cloud. You know, it's not cloud that you own yourself, but cloud that's, that that you rent from sort of some someone else, and. Uh, and and so even in, if from a kind of governance point point of view, uh, it's very hard for them to make that sort of shift. So if you're missing out on uh, delivering 
to the expectation of your consumers and they're going through this shadow IT route and just buying stuff on credit cards in the uh, sort of cloud. Uh, building services that can give it a service that is as good as the one that they can buy in the cloud will stop that migration of data or that migration of services from on-premise to that off-the-premise world. I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do, just saying that there are many com com companies out there today where they're not ready to make that change either. Well, it's interesting you talk about cloud because one of the things, um, again, in the back of my mind with this is that, well, maybe two questions here. One is, obviously, people are, you know, the cloud's a thing. Um, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody listening, but the idea that we are starting to use cloud, uh, you know, the idea that cloud might be our version of next-gen data center, but I think from listening to you, that's not exactly, that's certainly not how you see it. You know, is, is, is for you next-gen data center, what part does cloud play in that? You know, I'm assuming some part of it, but you know, how, how do you see, you know, do you see next generation data center where that a kind of an on-prem, more automated, more agile system is uh, working alongside and, you know, and, and enhancing a, a cloud offering and vice versa? Is, is that kind of how you guys see it? Yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's pretty, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good description. So, so we see the end, the NGDC technologies building cloud-like delivery models on kind of premise, right? And, and once you've built that foundation of a delivery model, it, it gives you the flexibility to consume other clouds in a far more simple manner. And, and it really is one of those sort of step stepping stones to uh, really building uh, an, uh, an effective uh, hybrid cloud sort of strategy is there was the old, there was the old, there was the old uh, sort of thing is, is you won't be able to take advantage of the cloud unless you've adopted virtualization, right? That's always going to be the hard thing to do. If you don't have your application or service running in a virtual machine or in a sort of a container of some description, it was always going to be hard to, to, to give that to someone else to run on your, uh, uh, like, uh, behalf. So building this more cloud-like delivery of your own services internally will allow you to take much better advantage of what's available from a hybrid cloud kind of model. And also from a uh, process point of view, kind of sets you on a similar cadence and a similar track to how service providers deliver and talk about their sorts of services too. So, I mean, and, you know, I mean, it, for me, this is I think, a really fascinating topic and this idea of building these kind of hybrid versions of what we think our next generation data center will look like, you know, the, the ability to consume cloud and, and to build something on premises that, that allows us to, to integrate more, almost seamlessly, maybe if, if not seamlessly with that. Um, you know, I think it's a you know, fascinating topic and it's probably half a dozen podcasts in itself, um, but, but not to, um, yeah, but, but being as uh, nobody wants to listen to a six hour long podcast. Uh, there's a couple of other things I, I just wanted to kind of talk about uh, before we wrap up here. Um, and one of them, you, you mentioned a couple of times there, the idea of these next generation data center technologies. So, I mean, what, what are some of the examples uh, of kind of these NGDC technologies? That, you know, what, what are some of the things that we should be looking at in the market? What, what, what kind of technology should, should we be looking at and seeing as next gen? Uh, so, I mean, firmly pulling on my uh, Solify or my kind of NetApp hat, uh, clearly from our perspective, the, uh, a lot of the NGDC portfolio is uh, surrounded by the NetApp uh, Solidify tech. Uh, so really we look at uh, Solidify storage, which is uh, completely programmable, scalable, designed for cloud or cloud-like consumption model uh, uh, sort of storage uh, 
uh, uh, uh, how is a solution. We, we've used the Solidify tech to repackage that into a number of different formats for uh, that. So you'd have, if you didn't see, go and have a look at the announcements we made last week around the Cisco UC around the Cisco FlexPod uh, that we've just built using Solidify software running on Cisco C220 storage nodes or server nodes to actually give you a completely unified Cisco hardware stack delivered as a FlexPod but running NetApp SolidFire storage services as a sort of storage component. We've also ported that programmability and scalability of SolidFire storage services into the HCI product. So as a third consumption model if uh, you like around how you on how you could build a kind of next generation biased service is, is to think about the HCI solution that we brought out to market last month and uh, look at the kind of scalability and the pro and the pro sort of grammability of uh, sort of that uh, and and the and if those are the three of the components of the next gen data center team the, the, the fourth component that uh, we look at is the, ob is the object storage uh, technology that uh, uh, NetApp's had for quite some while and has now been moved into our group in the, in the uh, sort of shape of the storage grid web scale product, which gives you real, uh, a real proven and mature enterprise cost scalable ob object kind of a storage service. And, and what we're really looking at doing is if you think about the types of services that you buy as a consumer, so whether you uh, buy something from a cloud service provider, buy it as a service, buy some form of converged infrastructure, whether that be an HCI approach or a FlexPod approach from our sort of point of view, or you buy a pre-engineered just standalone storage solution, so either a kind of, uh, kind of data on tap running FAS product or an AFS kind of product or a, a solid fire storage piece. Or then you buy your own hardware and put software and put soft and put software in uh, using something like OnTap Select. For every four, for each of those four consumption models, uh, we're providing customers now with choice around how you sort of do it. So you can take a very NGDC view of the world and consume, you know, the kind of solid fire bias ways of sort of doing things, or take a very data on tap view of the world and 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 actually consume in all four of those models using data on tap technology. Uh, the point being for us as we kind of as we kind of started the podcast with was is is that not everything is going to transform into this next generation way of doing things. And what we're trying to do is give people the option to to buy into that next gen story at the consumption model that makes sense to uh, them. So whether they buy a, a uh, an HCI solution from us uh, to do some kind of next-gen converged infra infrastructure and then have a AFF or a FAS product trying to perform some other sorts of services inside their data center. Using the NetApp story around data fabric, we give the, we give the customers the ability to join those endpoints uh, and provide data services on each of those endpoints in, in a way that makes sense to them and is the consumption model that like they want to go for, but give them the portability to move that service around to whichever consumption model they want to go uh, to. So have it on premise to uh, uh, a day and then actually move it off to a service provider at some point in like the future. Uh, and that's the, I mean, the thing I'm probably taking away from this and um, it is that idea that it's that abstraction almost, you know, it's that abstraction of technology from 
kind of the underlying platforms that give the, that's probably the key thing behind next generation data sense, you know, that abstraction, the automation, the simplification of it, but maybe also what you just touched on there, kind of the portability, the flexibility, you know, is, is that is that kind of the right idea, that, that abstraction of technology from, you know, so it's not tied to a lump of hardware anymore, but that abstraction's given us this, this massive amount of flexibility. I mean, is that is that kind of the right idea? Yeah, and yes. And then I think if I think if we think about how infrastructure has changed and how we consume in infrastructure has changed over the last 20 odd years, you know, we we moved from a very hardware centric way of thinking about the world uh, with some soft with some software running stuff and a smaller amount of data living inside our uh, environments. Whereas today, really, the data that we produce and the data that we own is the dominant factor inside our data centers. Hardware is probably the least important thing now inside our data centers. It's, the, it's actually the data and what we do with it and how we manage that data, that uh, sort of data data. So move, sort of really trying to move the focus of our infrastructure investments to a data and an app and an application layer rather than the hardware defined infrastructure and and our story is about providing the components that can live inside that world to allow you to build a real data centric set of services rather than a hardware centric set of services uh, you know and that certainly reflects the kind of conversation that we have i think increasingly now people's focus is elsewhere you know businesses are much more data driven you know they are in, interested in the data and the application and the access to it and I think that abstraction of the complexity that um, seems to be my that must be the new word I got for the weekend abstraction I've just realized um, but you know I think it, it, it is removing the underlying architecture from kind of from the business almost so although that's absolutely important and being able to build that with the right kind of technologies you know makes makes sense but actually from a business point of view that people are less and less interested in that and are just interested in making sure their applications are there and making sure they're getting the very best out of their kind of data assets. You know, is, is that, again, is that the kind of thing that you see? Yes, yeah, and then just really making sure that, it, it, that, it's, that, it's, that it's not some binary event, right? It's not going to be that on Monday suddenly we have a next generation data center and all of our problems are fixed, right? That this, that this, that this oh, is come a journey on, of, surely it know, is. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, that'll, be next, that'll be next year's product that sort of goes to fix that problem. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it, but, but it is a kind of progressive journey, and, and, and it's about trying to identify where the areas for, op, for optimization are, and really, take, and really taking advantage of the technologies that are out there to really deliver that uh, op to that optimization. But also from a from a sort of biz, from a business point of view, being really sensitive to the fact that a lot of the decision makers around these technology decisions are actually change changing. I mean, in a very traditional data center, when we were looking at a relationship between storage network and compute it was made absolute sense that that was where the infrastructure decisions were made were in the teams that ran those discrete pieces of infrastructure but as the as the driver for those infrastructure moves up the stack and it moves into an application layer and by definition closer to the business to the business we shouldn't be surprised to see that a lot of the decision making around how services are built designed and delivered is being done at the business level or is being done more at the application level rather than at the infrastructure level and to 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 make that real we need to be building infrastructures that can be defined at that level so taking the decision maker up layer up uh, sort of higher i think moves the control plane for the data center higher too so then the trick 
is to put infrastructure beneath that control plane that can actually be pro that can then be programmed by it. Yeah, and, and I think you're on the verge there of a whole podcast all on its own about how uh, the way that businesses consume IT and purchase IT is, is changing massively. So um, I'm going to step away from that conversation um, because because I think we'd, we'd just be going again and it'd be a whole new episode. But um, but I might have you back to talk about that one um, if I can uh, if I can make you come back on again. But um, Martin, I think that's you know it's been really fascinating. I think it's a really interesting topic. This idea of how we're how we're looking to build our infrastructures um, to support. Uh, kind of support our business requirements, our IT requirements going forward. Um, but to wrap up, obviously, um, you know, what, what would be useful, no doubt, for, for the folk listening is, I mean, how can people find out a little bit more about um, some of the stuff you talked about, about what NetApp are doing, you know, what kind of your definition around next-gen data centre is, you know, where, where's a good place people can go and, and find out and maybe even see some of the technology in action? Yes, so, uh, so uh, in the uh, Twitterverse, uh, clearly then there's uh, – you would you would want to have a you want to have a look at at NetApp at NetApp uh, near or at as uh, uh, Solidfire or if you're really bored uh, you could follow me uh, which is at Mr Underbar Coots on uh, Twitter uh, but the other bits that I think are, if you want to think about some podcasts I mean clearly if you're listening to this then you probably are a podcaster. Uh, there's some fantastic podcasts that are out there, so I'd point you towards the Cloudcast, Speaking in Tech, as as two really good podcasts that that would uh, uh, that do that do regularly talk around these do, that do regularly talk around these sorts of decision areas. And of course, clearly, I need to give Tech on Tap a uh, a plug too. I was trying to be a little bit more neutral there, but uh, and if you're interested in what kind of NetApp is doing and what's new around our and our sort of part of the world, obviously, the Tech on Tech podcast is a great place to go to. Well, Martin, I think that's been um, been a real fascinating insight, and I think you know this is a, a topic that's no doubt going to roll on, and uh, certainly one of interest to to the folk listening to this show, I'm sure. So, uh, Martin, look, really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thanks, Paul. I hope you enjoyed that insight into the Next Generation Data Centre. For show notes, check out techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. For the eagle-eared amongst you, you'll also realise that we didn't talk about edge data with the Dean Portadelli owner, Druver, but don't worry because that's coming next week. So if you want to catch that show, why not subscribe and leave us a review in all of the normal places on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher or wherever else you get your podcasts. So until next week, thanks for listening. Thank you.